Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Write or Die show. I'm your host, Randy B. Boslaw. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking to Anna Lanier. And remember to hit that like and subscribe button before we get to the episode so that you never, ever miss an episode. So we have a sponsor for today's episode. It is Taylor Smith Design. And I have been using the services for, I guess, over almost over a year now. I use the do-it-yourself services, and it makes posting on my social media so much easier. Seriously. They have a user-friendly platform where I can schedule all of my posts for the whole year on multiple social sites at the same time. The best part about that is that I can create recurring posts, so I don't have to constantly redo the same thing, which works great when promoting my books. Plus, if you run multiple businesses like I do, since I'm my kid's momager, you can hook it up to multiple accounts. One price for all of your needs, and it saves me so much time. Depending on the level that you sign up for, it can do so much more than just that. I'm still trying to figure out some of the features that it offers. If you need an affordable solution for your social media needs, then go to getseensocial.ca, use code write or die to get your first month totally free. All right, who doesn't like free? Remember, you want to go to getseensocial.ca and use the code write or die. Get that first month free. Welcome, Anna, to the Write or Die show. Excited to have you. Thank you, Randy. Thank you for inviting me. So let's talk about who Anna is. So I am a life strategist and an anti-depression expert. This is what I do. I get people out of a holes of depression. And I know most people believe that that's impossible. Right, because the last 20 years we've been told that it's a mental illness and you can't snap out of it, and you got to do these things and the other things, but don't expect results. But it is very possible. And thank you for bringing this awareness and bringing me on the show to talk about it, Randy. Okay, so that's what you do, but who are you? I am a suicidal girl. Okay. At the age of 19 and a half, I took 41 sleeping pills. I was depressed into the age of seven. Wow. I studied psychology to try to fix myself after my suicidal attempt as my mother was an alcoholic and I was abandoned by my father. And um, after I, I finished University of Psychology, I realized that there are no solutions there. So I embarked in life as a depressed adult. Then I embarked in life as a depressed parent with a child in depression at the age of eight until the age of 38 when I realized that I have to change this because when you are suicidal, your child has 90% chances of being suicidal also. And this is the only thing that I didn't want for my son. I succeeded to get out of depression in seven months. I succeeded to get him out of depression nine months. And now I teach parents and adults how to overcome this mess. Because it's a mess. But it is a mess. Sometimes for generations. It destroys your life sometimes for generations. Yeah. So what I teach today. Okay. So do you only have the one child? I do only have one child. 
I'm thinking about a lot more now, but I see how easy it is to raise children when they're not depressed. It's very <laughs> raise children when they're angry, when they're anxious, when they're depressed. And it's so easy to raise them when they're happy. Yeah. Yeah. That w- Actually, so my child has been depressed. My child has tried to um, die by suicide. And so, yeah, actually, now that things are a lot better, it is a lot easier to, <laughs> to be a parent. It's true. It's like, oh, I could have another 20 more children. I'm good now. <laughs> oh, maybe not that many. But yeah, exactly. It, it's so strange how like for so many years, right? I, we're muddling through this being a parent of, of a kid with depression. I mean, I was a kid with depression too, very similar to your story. And as a parent, I'm like, wow, no wonder my mom struggled so much with me. <laughs> I, I understand what my kid's going through and I'm still struggling to try and help him. So yeah. yeah. Depression is a generational condition but it's not a genetic condition. And everybody's asking me, what is the difference? The difference is that you can stop it. Any generation can stop it. Even if you're wired into that way, any generation can say stop to it. But you see, nobody told us that we can do this. Nobody showed us how we can do this. And this is why, you know, our struggles are just, you know, results for somebody else to follow in a certain way, because this is the truth. Now that we know how, you know, you can put in a formula and you can teach it. But if you never struggled with it, I have people that go into therapists that are depressed themselves. Most of our clients are actually nurses. And they're like, you know, nobody told me. I'm like, I know you just asked advice from depressed people. How would they know how to help you? If you think, right? So here, when you ask advice, you need to ask advice from somebody that has been through that journey or somebody that has never been depressed. And it's very hard to find categories of people that's never been depressed. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Okay, so you said you've been depressed. You were depressed as um, young as seven. Yes. So how did you... Did you know you were depressed at seven or you just felt like looking back, you're like, okay, I know I was depressed. So you ignore, depending on what kind of energy you are, there are four types of men and four types of women in the world. Some of them, they know they're depressed and some of them, they ignore it. And why they ignore it? They ignore it because they have the idea that they have to fight with life. They're, they're having that warrior perception that life is hard and I have to fight with it. And you usually fight with life until something happens. Some kind of event or a series of events triggers you to realize that I have been defeated by life. In my case, I was one of those energies that are warrior-like. So just fight, just find another way, just fight, fight, fight. You can ignore this depression thing. It's just forget about it. It's just, you know, just keep yeah. going. Right? So um, until the age of 38, I was diagnosed with the same disease that my mom died from overnight at the age of 55, except that I was 38. Oh my. And I had 
you know, an eight and a half year old kid at home. And I said, whoa, 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 this doesn't work. This fighting thing does not work. This is the truth. People happy are people healthy. People who are in emotional wounding, that's how I call depression, deep, heavy, and unresolved emotional wounding, their illnesses that come from that their health problems that get triggered from that. So practically you tell me what it hurts and I tell you what problem you have, emotional problem you have, because it, it puts so much pressure on everything that it changes the body. Yeah, it, It's inimaginable, it changes the body. In my case, I had insomnia for two and a half years, migraines, headaches, fibromyalgia, back pain, hernias of disc, S-shaped scoliosis, uh, overweight, um, liver problems, uh, pre-national, non-alcoholic liver hepatitis. So the, 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 the amount of illnesses that came towards me by the age of 38, they were unreasonable for mm-hmm. that age, yeah. right? The age of 38, you start accumulating all of this and you're like, Whoa, just happened. I'm not 83. I'm 38. Yeah. Right? I feel like I'm 83, but I'm still 38, right? So it's when I had that awakening moment that, whoa, 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 this is not normal. And what most people do at that time is like they're going towards doctors, right? It's like, go and fix me. Well, pre-diabetes gets to diabetes, gets to insulin, never gets fixed. Pre-NASH goes to cirrhosis at some point. Okay, it's pre-hepatitis. I mean, what's next step, right? So I said, these doctors don't know how to fix me. They, <laughs> they only know how to keep me alive with meds, but they don't know how to fix me. What can I do to fix me, right? Mm-hmm. I went uh, and I, I went, I, I reversed engineer what can happen. And this is how I got to the fact that, oh, first of all, I should admit I'm depressed. That's the first thing I should admit, right? Yeah. From here, take, take ways to not go down meds and medical intervention and things like that. So at the age of 14, I had an S-shaped scoliosis that couldn't let me sit down on a school chair. I couldn't sit down for an year. I had to write on my lap, uh, standing in the back of a classroom because oh. I couldn't sit because of pain. And at the age of 41, I was climbing a mountain in Capri by myself. Wow, that's pretty cool. This is what's possible. When you let go of that emotional pain that keeps your body in just a a tied up thing, like a stranded thing, like in a cage. Yeah. And it's been researched a lot more lately that your mental state plays a factor in your body. I've read multiple books on it. Um, my favorite's probably, what was it called? Your Body Speaks Your Mind. I don't remember who wrote it. Um, but that book really, like it broke it down. Like you're having this issue. Could be because your mental state is this. Like obviously it could be multiple things, but I mean, so many people are starting to realize that connection between our mental and our physical. Yeah, but it's a little bit more than that, Randy, if I can, if I can add up to that. 
your emotional state is the one that dictates the mental. It's the yes. one that dictates the physical. So here we're concentrating on fixing the emotional part. Because once you go to the root, that's it. Everything that's bad breaks down. Everybody says, change your mindset, think positive. You cannot if there is pain inside you. Yeah. If there is emotional pain, that's ridiculous to go and start finding a negative thought with a positive one. Your mind is not going to believe you. What are you talking about? You're, oh, you're I not know. Mind to me, right? It's my not- mom, when I was younger, my mom always used to say, oh, just fake it till you make it. It doesn't work. I can't just tell my brain and pretend that I'm happy. Like that, that doesn't work. There's underlying emotional, like I said, emotional issues that are happening. I can't just trick my brain, but oh, my whole childhood, just fake it till you're faker. No, it doesn't work like that. So uh, what most people don't know that emotional pain is removable. Emotional pain is, is like garbage, but there are specific strategies and techniques to let it go, to let the garbage out. And then you can easily change your mindset and believe different things because the pain is gone. So most people, when they get to, to do the emotional pain, they think that the only way to get rid of it is to kill themselves, right? So we were never taught that emotional pain can be removed with specific techniques and strategies. And you will be surprised who knows these strategies and techniques. It's actually the Shaolin monks and the Himalayan yogi masters. Categories of people who have never been depressed. Okay, well, that kind of makes sense. Exactly. Why haven't you been depressed? Well, because you know all this. Exactly. So these are the categories of people that I actually um, uh, reached to ask for strategies and techniques. And I have found some of them because of my back problems. I have tremendous back problems. I cannot do yoga or Shaolin exercises or something like that. I have found people with no physical exercise that can teach me those techniques. And this is what I teach. Techniques remove pain, emotional pain. And then your mindset is easy to reset. And then your life is easy to reset. You're just pressing a reset button and you can change it the way you want to, not the way, how should I say, you've been programmed. Like you were playing the game of suffering. Now you can play a game of your life. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, you talked about you know, your early days when you were first thought about it. Um, so as you went along in your journey, how did you kind of decide that enough was enough? And what did you do from there? I almost died at the age of 38. All right. So my son was carrying me from the couch to the bathroom because I could barely walk. I almost died. I found out I have the same disease. My mom died from overnight. I'm like, like really? I'm just going to go to hospital in the morning and by evening I'm going to be dead? That's not a good idea, right? So I, it had to, to be so much suffering that it clicked, that there is something that I need to do. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, my mom, maybe she didn't have a choice. She was 55. But guess what? I'm 38. 
I still have time to fix this, right? And this is what I did. I looked for mentors who would take me in, categories of people that have never been depressed. And I didn't trust one mentor. At that time, I thought it's like, listen, my depression is too bad for everybody to fix it. I actually hired four. Okay. Four and I followed four different programs. And at that time, they did not promise me that they overcome depression for me because there was nobody that called themselves an anti-depression expert, right? So I followed four different programs. Some of them overlap. And everything that it worked, I, I use it over and over again. And this is what I teach you, like four programs into one with everything that it's truly working. In seven months, nobody recognized me anymore. I lost 85 pounds without doing nothing. Uh, My back problems were gone. I was climbing mountains in like um, cowboy boots with high heels. Everybody was looking at me like, what are you doing? You're going to die there. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a climbing shoe. Exactly. And nobody, how should I say? Nobody recognized me, not even my boss that I was working for, for 17 years. He didn't recognize me. The face change, the energy change. I was like glowing from the inside. Wow. I had to tell people who I am. And they're like, no, you're not her. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Is, are you, are you uh, uh, her sister? I'm like, no, it's me. I don't have a sister. Wow. Right? Things like this that when you feel that, how should I say, when you let go of that weight of a world from your shoulders, Mm -hmm. you can bloom from inside. Yeah. And when I realized that, you know, I did it a couple of years, I didn't want to hear anything about people depressed. Trust me. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And you should do it. You should do it. Even my mentor said, you should do it. I'm like, why me? Why do you pick me? I'm so happy. I'm out. Why me? Because Because you've been sweat at all of the stages and you understand all of the stages. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So at one point you said that you took, what was it like 40 something sleeping pills tell me a little bit like take me through the story um what happened my mom was an alcoholic and I was trying to be the best the best in school the best at university the best 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 hoping that somehow I'm gonna save her I think this that's is, common amongst, it's very amongst worse. kids with with parents like that about 90 percent of the girls with mothers uh with problems uh, they take their mother's pain in the idea that you can save them only about 50 percent of the boys take their mother's pain depending on what energy they're and i was just you know trying to save her so bad and i was studying so much that i i didn't even sleep for two and a half years of my life so all i wanted was to sleep and when I saw that I cannot change her from being an alcoholic, I, I felt defeated, right? Yeah. At that time, I felt defeated. I felt that I failed, right? I failed her. I felt me. And, you know, I, 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 I say today is like, 
it was not only that event that brought me to the University of Psychology to see that there are no solutions there. It was the fact that I continued to try to save her until she died overnight. And I said, this was the best wake up call I could have had because 12 years after I was the one sick of the same disease and I wasn't even drinking, right? Mm -hmm. and it's when I realized that the message that she was always trying to tell me is like, just because I cannot, I cannot overcome this. I cannot overcome this depression, this alcoholism, these problems that I have. It doesn't mean that you can't. Yeah. And that was my wake up call when I realized that, okay, she didn't have a support. She didn't have mentorship. She didn't have guidance. She didn't know this is possible. Okay. But now I have to find a way. And on all this journey, in all this journey, Randy, I have to be honest with you. I have learned everything that doesn't work. And most clients that come to me, even nurses, they know everything that doesn't work because they already tried it. Yeah. This doesn't, doesn't work. This doesn't work. So when they come to me, they come empty minded. Yeah. Listen, I don't have no clue what you're doing. I don't care. I tried everything. It doesn't work. Whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do it. And this is exactly how everything works. Because I tell people all the time, all you know about depression is how to suffer. Yeah. If you know anything about depression, you know very well the game of suffering. You have no clue the game out of suffering. You have no clue how to live happy, which is a total different game. Mm -hmm. You have no all you know is everything about suffering. Anybody that tells me, I know about depression, you know how to suffer. Yeah. Yeah. I've never thought about it that way, but that's, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know very well how to suffer. You know very well how to smile when you're sad. You know very well how to hide it. You yeah. know very well. Now, all these things you have resilience and adaptive mechanisms. Okay. But it doesn't help you get over it. It doesn't help you change your life. Press that reset button and you deserve to change your life and be happy. Yeah. We're being programmed to just go to therapy, take meds and don't have expectations like this because we've been programmed to always, how should I say, ask for others to help us and expect others to help us. And I tell people all the time, I teach how you can master your own game of life. Okay. You cannot play somebody else's game of life. You're disposable when you yeah. do. Yeah. And you cannot depend on people. I have a lot of customers. So, you know, women and men is like, she doesn't help me. He doesn't help me. That's not their job as partners to help you. You have to dictate your life. You have to change your life by yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to want to do it. Yeah, maybe you need the right guidance. Okay, fine. No problem. You know, we'll give you the right guidance. But you have to make that decision not to live with crutches over and over and over again because the crutches break and you end up back in a ditch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's switch gears um, and talk about being a parent now. 
just because it's it's so important and it hits home because I'm a parent of a kid with depression. So I just feel like it's something that needs to be talked about. So, so yeah. How, how old is it, your kid right now? Mine is 14 and a half. Oh my goodness. So mine's 15 and a half. So, so my overcame depression long time ago and doesn't understand depression anymore. Excellent. So when did, <laughs> when did he first, it was, it's a him, right? Yeah, it's a him. Yeah, it's a him with a female energy. Actually, it's a it's a female. Yeah, but it's a him. Yeah. All right. So, when did he, or when did you, as the parent, figure out that he was depressed? I figured out about eight and a half when he was eight and a half. When I saw him sad, I saw his sad smile exactly like I saw my sad smile at the age of seven. Okay. It's very easy to identify. It's a sad smile that turns after that into a little bit of anger. And then after they're angry and anxious, they go withdrawn into themselves because they see that nothing works. It's a process. Yeah. That's the most dangerous part. So I always tell people when they're angry and anxious, we should intervene. We should use that fire to propel them out of depression. Yeah. When they're withdrawn, you don't know how they think, what yes. they, they could be 40 seconds away from killing themselves. That's the most dangerous part because they, they don't trust you anymore that you can help them as a parent or as a mentor, right? Mm-hmm. They surrendered already and they could be that close, that close, you know? So um, he sells out of depression for a long time. And the way that I actually, this is the way I teach when I get people out of depression, kids. Uh, the youngest one, my youngest, my client is six years old. Okay. Okay, hold on. <laughs> so this is so important for people to realize that it doesn't matter how old you are, depression can hit anybody. Because yes. I used to have people when I would be like, oh, I got to go to the hospital. My, my kid tried to kill himself. And so I got I to gotta go. Um, and people would say, oh, your kid's only nine. What do they have to be depressed about? Well, yeah. you know what? Shut the, <laughs> um, right. Exactly. Like it would make me so upset because it doesn't matter how old they are. Just, no. you cannot take your life and go, well, my life, because I have to pay bills and I have to go to work. So my life is hard. You're just a kid. All you have to do is go to school. You can't do that. You cannot make those comparisons. So no. I just. I thought it was really important, especially since you said six, right? Like, do six. not assume because they are a child that they can't be depressed because that is why children end up dying by suicide because we are ignoring it because, oh, yes. they're just kids. They have nothing to be depressed about. It's not true. And we need to open our eyes as parents, as teachers, and just as adults in general. So exactly. there's, there's my little rant. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You're totally right. Do not assume that a child doesn't feel emotional pain. More than that, a child will be confused of why they feel emotional pain. Because if it comes from generations, it's not even theirs, right? It's coming from generations like it happened to me. Why do I feel this? Why do I have to deal with this? What is this? They're more and more confused. Yeah. I I keep telling them that exponentially in pain because of their confusion. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think the younger they are, the more they'll be confused because they haven't had the life experience to identify these different emotions or to then build the coping skills to deal with those emotions. But like, so for my kid, one of the hardest things was identifying emotions. So imagine a small child um, and imagine yourself as a small child and you're, you're angry. Like you said, that was a big one, angry, withdrawn. You're feeling all of these things, but you don't actually know what they are as a kid. And if you don't know what they are as a kid, you can't even ask for help because you don't even know what it is that you're asking. Exactly. So the only thing a child wants is to be happy. They don't want video games. They don't want to be disrespectful. They don't want to be angry. They don't want, they want to be happy. And this is, this is the first thing that I teach parents is skills of life to give the child the shortcuts of being happy. I'm not joking. Shortcuts, secrets. It takes sometimes six weeks to teach the, kid, the, the, the parent. Okay, we have courses, three and a half hours. Three and a half hours takes them six weeks to get it. I'm like, how is that possible? It's three hours. Because okay. it's a whole new but, thing they got to rewire in their brain. Exactly. I have to watch this video over and over again. It's like a three-minute video. <laughs> how much information can I give you in three minutes? <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole rewiring. And when it takes five minutes to explain it to a kid, five minutes and it's game over. Yeah. They're happy. Okay, my child identifies depressed people all over. He goes, we're driving with a car. It's like, oh, that guy is depressed. I'm looking in the mirror. Yeah, you're right. How did you figure that out? <laughs> identifies depressed music on the radio. She just turns off the music. I'm like, it's music. Why did you turn it off? It was not even a commercial. Oh, mom, this is a depressing song. I didn't even realize it. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. I'm just like, I'll just be like, damn it along. And my husband and will look at me, he goes, you know what this song's about, right? I'm like, no. And then he'll tell me and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Yeah, you know, you realize, right? So things like this, that when you teach them how to see pain, how to remove themselves from their own pain, and not to catch the pain of others. When you teach them that, it's game over. For them, it's so easy to, to go through life. I, um, I uh, ask him to read a book about success from one of my mentors and explains there, you know, how the childhood system works with blame and shame and guilt and all these emotions. And my son is like, I don't understand anything. He's like, let me explain you my life. And I just explain what, you know, we talked about right now. Oh, now I get it. He totally forgot since the age of eight and a half, nine until 14, that he was set up totally different just five years ago. Yeah. It, it, it just wiped off the brain. And for him, happiness is normal. Good. For me, it's like, wow, I am so happy that you consider happiness normal because I have so many clients that don't even know that happiness exists and it's possible. I didn't know it exists. When I embarked on this journey to get out of depression, I never thought I'm going to ever be happy. I said, just, I just don't want to be suicidal. I don't want to be sick anymore. Yeah. I don't want to be free anymore. Forget about happiness. What's that? That's in the movies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Movies and fairy tales. Exactly. But it is possible and it's amazing. 
Okay. So, um, you noticed the, the anger, the withdrawn in your son. And then, so what did you do? What was your steps as a parent? Um, cause I really think that it's important for the parents watching and listening right now to know if they're noticing these signs, they're noticing their kid is being angry for, you know, no reason really, or they're starting to be super withdrawn and a big thing is that behavior change. If you're noticing that your kid went from, you know, this behavior to all of a sudden something else, that's an indication something happened. Um, yeah. And so what, uh, what very, do do? that is, um, I actually didn't do anything. <laughs> but that's the most extraordinary thing. That's why I teach parents. I teach parents what to do, how to change everything. And the energy of a child just disappears. Okay. So as you heal the entire you, okay, you don't, the child doesn't need to save you anymore. So I actually help parents to heal their repressed anger and anxiousness and depression. And the child only needs the permission that this is possible. Very little techniques we do with a child. If I have to talk to a suicidal child, because this is why we reprogrammed and we uh, rescheduled this podcast because I had to travel. Yeah. Uh, I usually take uh, between 14 minutes and an hour and the child understands way better and the parent exactly what they need to do okay I think kids are more open than adults yeah. yeah exactly so all I ask them is like do you want to get rid of this pain okay let's do this now and then let's embark on a you know on a learning skills I don't do coping skills okay I totally disagree with that because you don't want to build resilience and coping sooner or later that will explode inside okay. you in a way of an illness or whatever, I do fully removal of pain and filling it up with skills. So we work with four energies. We have a workshop specifically for parents. It's free, by the way. We work with four energies and um, we call them water, fire, air, and earth, just so it will be easier to talk about because everybody yeah. did right, uh, not because of any other reasons. So people with water are in the ones that keep depression inside them because water holds the DNA of the world. We're all made of water and it's easy to take that pain because the DNA of the world is filled up with pain for the last thousands of years, right? Yeah. And then when you see them anxious or angry, that means they move into the fire element, right? That's their fuel of life. Where most parents here confuse it with puberty. Oh, it's puberty and it's just going to go away. It's like, this is the actual mechanism. But if you don't turn it the right way, it's when the kid is going to get haywired. Okay. From here, everything starts. From this anger and anxiousness, if it's not resolved right now, you're going to have a depressed child, suicidal child, child with anxiety, toxic person, negative person, whatever comes up from here, you know, if it's not turned properly, they'll use it the wrong way. Okay. Doesn't make sense? Yeah. And then they have to, you use this particular fire to propel them towards the air, which is independence, which is I can accomplish anything I want. A child that sits in depression, angry and anxious, they cannot. Every parent knows, every adult in depression knows they have a tremendous potential inside them. They just don't know how to unlock it. So yeah. here we unlock it at the anger and anxiousness part. And that's it. It's unlocked. Have a nice day. 
Okay. And then when you are independent, you know exactly what you want. You find your purpose in life. You love what you do. It's very easy to step into a consistency level, which is earth level. But what most people do is they, instead of going through all this cycle of life, right? Water, fire, air, and earth. They go to a shortcut, water to earth. Depression, 100%. Yeah. Or they water and fire. When they go water and fire, they're anxious, they're angry. And most people that I've seen that they sit too much in the um, water and fire, they're in addictions. They're either alcoholics or drug addicts or because they just, they want to do something, but they don't know what. Okay. Right? there, right? So here is how we teach them how to move through this cycle of life properly, how to unlock each mechanism, unlock it into the power and the strength of the element, not in the shadow and the pain of the element. So this is what we do for adults and for kids. Hmm, Very interesting. Um, So on that very interesting note, where do people find more information about you, about what you do? So um, I have my website, Elanier.com, but nobody knows how to spell it. So (laughs) so, uh, that's why I put the link down below in the description. Yeah, I I have a better website where it's called betteraskanna with one n.com. On that website, we have free classes for parents with difficult teenagers. We have free classes for um, adults that are looking for healthy relationships because you'll be surprised without healthy relationships to start with life with many people end up depressed. Yeah. Okay. We also have a service. It's a free service where you can ask me one question and in a couple of weeks, I will send you a short video or audio with the answer for free before you start all kind of mistakes in life and we even have a four major mistakes that people do without asking somebody they ask people that are broken and they don't know how to fix things and then they take their advice and then they end up depressed <laughs> okay <laughs> all right and we also have um, uh, a specific link for adults and for parents with um, depressed children already we have two free courses Depending on the age, you can, can take it all. Everything on that website, betteraskanna1n.com is free. Good. Courses, oh, workshop, asking me a question. Everything is absolutely for free because we need to raise awareness that this is possible. Therapy has failed us for the last 20 years. And trust me, I was a psychologist. I know exactly what it is, right? You can't stay on a robot side meds for the rest of your life and be afraid that your kid does, didn't take the meds okay you can't do it like this for the rest of their life you want you and your child to be happy so this is why we have workshops for free for parents for adults courses for free for parents and adults plus that one question don't make mistakes in life better ask for the right advice than get depressed after very true um and where do people follow you are you on social media yes i'm on social media we're so busy we keep up with everything we keep hiring people yeah we're on on facebook we're on instagram we're on youtube 
um we're on uh yeah on uh linkedin i used to be on clubhouse i just don't have time to <laughs> yeah i know me too everybody was like when clubhouse first came out they're like you have to you have to you have to so i went and i got a cheap iphone because it was only on iphone at the time mm-hmm. and i liked it it's not that i didn't like it but it's it's time consuming to be on yes. there and i just i don't know i like to just read stuff instead of having to listen to it sometimes so yeah, yeah. and that is there is no amount of talk or no amount of books because we talked about the fact why I didn't write the book to get people out of depression. That will get you out there, you know, out of depression, out of anxiety. Anxiety is also a symptom of depression. Action will take you out and the right guided action. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we can talk people to death. Okay, if they don't know what steps to take in which order, they cannot get out. It's Mm -hmm. very simple. And we're concentrating a lot on preventing depression because it takes three to five months to overcome it. And it's a very rigorous program where I don't take people that are skipping steps, which depressed people love to skip steps. (laughs) But last we just want to go straight to the end goal. Exactly. What doesn't work that way, that's why you're depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Because you don't enjoy life. You don't know how to go through it. Okay. (laughs) Right? You just want to end it. They're like, hold on, hold on. Your journey is wonderful, right? (laughs) But we don't know that, right? So so here is what we're, we're working on a lot of skills even to prevent people from getting there. Because it's important. It takes six weeks to prevent depression and it takes up to six months to overcome depression. Which one would you like? You want it faster? Prevent it, right? But if you get there, we have the entire solution. And in those two courses for free, I actually explain the entire formula to follow. You want to get yourself out of depression? Go through the entire formula. It's just an hour and 20 minutes or something. So just go through the video. You have the whole formula. Just do it. Just get the hell out of it. (laughs) I like that. So on that note, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Randy. So of course, those links that Anna was talking about will be down in the description below. What I love about this show is that I get to talk to so many different people with so many different and varying views on the topic of mental health. So you can pick what you think is going to work for you. Um, So, I mean, it's amazing to to be able to talk to all of these different people, get all of this different information. Um, If you want to support the show, check out our merch store. This is, this is my favorite one. You've definitely seen it before. If you've watched any other, um, been with the show for a long time. Sorry, I'm busy ending the stigma. And that's the little mental health green ribbon there um so we have lots of other cool designs on there so check it out 10 percent of the proceeds goes back to the canadian mental health association and remember the only way to end the stigma of mental health is to speak openly and honestly bye